0: Hey, everyone, it's Pastor Mike Adkins, and I want to welcome you to Next Steps, where the teaching pastors of Grace Church help you focus on taking a next step in your spiritual life. If you're not listening there already, I invite you to take a moment to download the free Grace app. It's the best place to hear and share messages and to get connected with what's going on here in the life of our church. Just search Grace Church Orlando in your app store or head to discovergrace.com forward slash app to find it. Pastor Clint Harrison and Pastor Grant Nixon and I hope that these podcast conversations will help you take your next step toward Christ. Hey guys, we're back with our uh, podcast, Next Steps. I'm here with Pastor Clint and Pastor Grant. How's it going? We are excited to be back and talking with you guys again. Uh, Today we are addressing a topic that is challenging. Uh, It's challenging because this subject matter has been a source of a lot of pain for many of us. Mm -hmm. It's been... um, a difficult um, topic for us to be able to get a handle on. So I'm going to sit here with these two amazing experts and we're going to talk about uh, this <laughs> When subject. did they get here? When did they get here? Yeah. 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 Are they going <laughs> to knock? I'll, I'll open it? the door for them. Right. <laughs> right. Fantastic. Good. Well, today we're going to be talking about the subject of sexual sin. And uh, I want to start off with a verse. Uh, honestly, this is a verse that kind of has always confused me a little bit. First mm-hmm. Corinthians 618. This is what it says. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body. But whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. So, what do you guys think that that means?
1: Yeah, it's it is kind of a crazy verse, and and I want to say real quick, I, I'm so happy we're we're addressing this because yeah. I feel like this has just been it's kind of like a silent killer within so mm-hmm. many of our communities and so many of For our, sure. our churches and. Um, And yeah, this verse is so great because people who might be struggling with it are going to this verse and going, what in the world? Mm -hmm. I I think one of the things it shows us is it implies that um, there is a profound effect um, on us as we commit this sin. And so when we think about sins outside the body, it's this picture of I'm doing something to someone else, right? Like Mm. I'm sinning against God. I'm sinning against my neighbor, you know? And there's almost Mm -hmm. this... This the the majority of the force, if you will, is out, 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 and it's saying right. when we commit sexual sin, the majority of that force is actually inside. Inward. It's that's actually right. inside. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I, I think it's because of this it's this perversion of like like sex exists for us to experience oneness. It exists for us to connect. Right. And so and that's a that's a huge part of who we are as humans. Yeah. And so when we pervert that, when we use, when when we commit sexual sin, when we, when we commit that sin that is using sex in an inappropriate way, we are affecting a huge part of what it means to be human, which is to yeah. connect. That's mm-hmm.
0: right. Yeah. I think that's very true. I think one of the big challenges with sexual sin is that... <laughs> It's rooted in not a bad thing, but a good thing. I think the church has really done itself a disservice in uh, its history because we've kind of demonized sexuality. Right? 100%. We've looked at it and we've said to ourselves, well, this is not godly. And you even see that in, you know, historically in the churches, in Catholic churches even, priests, which are supposed to be the most set-apart people for the Lord, are right. required to be celibate. Why? Because we have a diminished view of sexuality sometimes, right? Even, yeah. even again, in the, the concept of the Virgin Mary, the perpetual virginity mm, of Mary, yeah. was because we didn't want to pollute Mary, the mother of God, with, with sexuality. But yeah. I think we're really off course with that. One of the big reasons why I think we're off course with it is because the desires that we have for one another, these are rooted in godly things. These are yeah, rooted in absolutely. deep relational connection. We have a desire to be in relationship with other people, to connect with them and to be known by them and to know them. You know, So, so in some sense, when you were talking about the concept of perversion, I think we have a, a theology here that helps us with this to understand the way that we think about sexuality. Most of sexuality today can be described as kind of consumeristic. Yeah. Um, mm. it, it, in other words, you're here for me, and I'm here for you. Um, not in a full-time, like, lifetime commitment way, not sure. in a safe way, but in a way that says, I'm here really to consume you. Like, I, I'm i here to mm. envelop you. I'm here to take you in,
2: right? It's almost transactional.
0: It's very transactional. Yeah. That's exactly right. It's just, uh, But I think that does us a disservice. So in some sense, like you were talking about a moment ago, Pastor Grant, uh, the idea behind it is that, there's something more that's happening. It's something Mm. internal. So whenever I think of sin, uh, I love Augustine's definition of sin. Um, His definition of sin is a corruption or a corrosion of the good. In other words, we can think of good as existing apart from evil, but evil never exists apart from good because evil always exists to pervert, to deform uh, what is good. And so in our sexuality, there is a way in which we can be deformed. Mm -hmm. Our affections can be driven to things that they shouldn't be driven to. It breaks down the context of love. It breaks down the yep. context of communion, which is what we were created to be in sexuality, and it causes us all kinds of pain. I wish I
1: had heard these things uh, growing up. This idea that uh, that that this comes from a good place. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I remember being, you know, a teenager and, and growing up in the church and. Um, sex was the worst thing you could do. Right. You know what I mean. And yeah. It was just stay away. Tabulment. That's so. Stay shaming. away. Yeah. Stay away. And um and but then there was like a switch. It was like but when you get married, all of a sudden now it's good. Right. Right. Um and I know I know there's all kinds of people and my peers um who that was a huge struggle once they entered into marriage because they misunderstood. Right. Um the purpose of their of their like their sexual expression that mm. within the confines of, of Christian marriage. It's a beautiful beautiful thing and, and it's mm-hmm. actually a, a good desire for you to have um, but it's just a matter of uh, it's just a matter of, of using it properly of using it in the way that that you know God set us up to, to use it so
2: yeah I mean I can even think for me I mean I'll just go ahead and come out the gate when I became a believer at age 15 um, you know my hormones are racing I'm just walking out as a teenager and I come to Christ and I realize that my life is no longer my life mm-hmm. my body is no longer my body yep And so I came to this point at age 16 where um, I had recognized what the gospel's done, Mm -hmm. the good news of Jesus that he's come and he's changed me, he loves me, and he has freed me to be who I really am in him. And so I can remember the day that I went upstairs to my parents, and I go, Mom, Dad, I need to talk to you all. And they go, What's going on? And I said, You know, I have— I've given my life to Christ and I want him to have every area of my life. And so I want y'all to get rid of the computer. Mm. And they were like, what are you talking about? Cause we only had one computer at this time in our home. And I was like, well, right. I'm looking at things that mm. I, I shouldn't. Yeah. And mm-hmm. as a follower of Christ, like I I know I'm loved enough to be able to tell you all this and I'm accepted enough to be able to tell you all this. So the gospel freed me up to say, Hey mom, dad, I need help in this area. That's right. And so, man, I know there's so many listeners right now who are going, this issue is so shaming and it's so hurtful and I don't want to talk about it. If you're a follower of Jesus, Jesus has saved you from this and he's freed you up to say it's okay to talk about this. Yeah. Like it. it exactly what these two, these two guys just said is that, man, it feels like because it's a sin of the body and it's so personal and shaming that we can't talk about these things. I'm so glad we're having this conversation to where we can say, no, no, no. This is a real thing for most people, if not everyone.
0: Yeah, it's not a, I mean, that's not a message that the church has traditionally talked about. It's always about stop, 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 don't, boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. And while those things are decent messages, they're really really a small version of the message. The message should be, like, I'll give you an example. We have a... I've conversations with different pastors um all the time and one guy was talking about a couple who was living together and he was basically saying like my whole thing was my whole thing was like we can fix this problem. I was saying to him, Would you I fixed I fix people living together all the time. Let's just get married, right? Yeah. I mean, if it's the right thing and it's the right couple together, we can call that a marriage and we can say, "Hey, let's just let's put the right context around it, which is a loving Forever commitment, right? So his whole thing was, no, I'm going to approach it totally different. What I'm going to do is, I'm going to basically say, you got to leave the apartment, you've got to stop mm. doing all this stuff. So everything was punitive, mm-hmm. everything was harsh, it was kind of ugly. But their desire for each other is a God given, God driven desire. That's right. The question is not whether sexual desire is good or bad, because the Bible very clearly, as God creates everything, He surveils, He surveys it, and basically says, hey. Everything is good, including Adam and Eve, including their sexuality, all of that stuff. All that stuff was very, very important. It was designed for our happiness and God's glory. So when we think about it from that perspective, we can honor people, even people who are not married, who have the sexual desire and say, this is good. Like yeah. you have this desire and this is an appropriate desire. Right. The question for us is not whether the desire is good or bad, but mm-hmm. whether the context is safe or not. Yep. Yeah. And this is one of the things that's really hurt us over time is that we give ourselves, we call it the hookup culture, right? Mm-hmm. We give ourselves to people. We're kind of in and out of mm-hmm. physical relationships, but because we were designed by God to be committed to each other forever and ever and ever and have a context where I love her and she loves me and everything's okay. When we don't have that context, it breaks us into pieces. So this is why almost always in a relationship where two people get together, one person's more emotionally connected than the other person. And that person ends up getting wounded. That person ends up getting hurt, sometimes even falling apart.
1: I love the picture that you just painted because it's this picture of like what the gospel is doing. The gospel is redeeming these things. Right. It's not just condemning our feelings, but right. it's redeeming it. So, again, our, our sexual desires uh, can be redeemed, like not, not condemned, not like torn away, but redeemed. Right. And I also love the picture you just said, the, Pastor Mike, the picture you just gave was a picture of eternity. Like we're created to connect Forever, yes. Um, which is which is yeah. what we're being. By the way, what we're being redeemed to be. We're being everything's being redeemed to be good, forever. That's right. And so I I love this idea of of like just. We don't have to be ashamed and think that okay, everything's just broken in me and, and whatever it's all hopeless. No no, no. God wants to take this thing that started out good mm-hmm. and he wants to make it good again. He wants to make it better. He wants to yeah. make it better. which yeah, I, right. I love you know, Clint, your story is so great. I mean it's it's just a picture of I mean what Jesus said like and, and you you were encouraging the listeners with this that um, Jesus said, like whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Right. Like, like I'm setting you free from this, and so, guys, can I tell you what I always tell people when we talk about this? Is they say, "What do I do now? Like, how do I overcome this? Like, I'm yeah. I'm wrestling with sexual sin. How to overcome it? Yep. And and I always say like just two things. I always say it starts with, um, like, help and holiness. And and like help is um, following like the just what the scriptures tell us, that's right. Um, which is like James five sixteen tells us to confess our sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Um, and so you need help, one, because you need to obey the word. And that's what the word tells us to do, that there's freedom, like sin grows in the darkness and it grows in the shadows, right? That's right. And it dies in the light. So you need to get it out, get it to your brothers and your sisters.
0: There's that's a confession good. there. That's right. There's a
1: confession yeah. there. But then the other thing is too, you know why you need help? Is because as like as somebody who has who has recovered from like mm-hmm. addiction to pornography, I'm telling mm-hmm. you right now, porn's not your problem. Right, that's sexual right. sin is not your problem. That's right. They're, that's a, that's a symptom. There's something deeper there, and you need brothers and sisters. You need people you trust to help you dig down and figure some things out. I, I found out things about me. I, I found out places in my life where I wasn't trusting God. And I wasn't. And, and one of the main things was I wasn't dealing with difficult things in my life. I that's wasn't right. trusting God with difficult things in my life. Yeah. So I would run to. I, I had a coping mechanism, which was sexual sin, that's and right. I would run to this other thing. And so I was. So for years, I was going. I just need to stop, mm-hmm. stop, stop, stop. And that wasn't it. That yeah, was the symptom, right. right? Like, no, I needed to run to God. I needed, to, and I needed to to get help. I needed to figure out what is actually going on. Where's the lack of faith there? And yeah. I'll tell you the the biggest point of freedom for me was following James five sixteen. You know, calling literally calling up my best friend at the time Mm -hmm. and telling him everything. Yeah and just saying, This is where I've been. This is I've I've lied to people. I haven't I haven't been honest with myself. I haven't but I'm just telling you everything and and it, I'm embarrassed. I'm sure Clint you talking to your parents like how confident could you have been? You know yeah, what I mean? It's like, terrible. That who wants terrible. to say that to their that's mom right now? How about everybody right now pause the podcast, call your mom and tell her <laughs> tell her something embarrassing? No one wants to do that. Yeah. And so it was it was difficult, but I'm telling you it was there was freedom there, which I think is why Jesus said, "Hey, yeah. if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off." Like he's saying it you might have to come to extreme measures mm-hmm. to get help, like right. to take that step. Back towards me. in the second, yeah, oh, we'll go ahead.
0: No, it's just, I was thinking about what you were just saying a second ago. See, pornography is not the problem, right? right? Sexual sin is not the problem. And therefore focus on the problem can't be the solution. That's it right. Can't be. You yeah. Know? So when we're thinking about the solutions here, when we're talking about how do I get out of this? I think many people take a strategy of saying, I'm going to try to employ massive self-discipline, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to self-discipline myself out of this and yeah. I just don't think it works that way.
1: Pastor Mike, tell us about the you talk about it all the time and I love it. You talk about the is it is it don't think about the lighthouse? Is that the yeah, yeah. is that the one you do? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So so I used to have this thing in counseling that I would do all the time, um, just to kind of prove the point of what I was saying. Like if you're gonna focus on something that you're trying to get over. And this, this, this is across the board for addictions, right? right? If my struggle is alcohol or if it's pornography or whatever it is, if I spend my entire life focused on that thing, then it becomes all-consuming. So I would say it's just a little thought experiment. I would say to somebody, hey, um, for just the next like minute or two, I don't want you to think about a lighthouse, Right.
1: Okay, I'm going to do that right now. Go ahead, keep <laughs> yeah. talking. <about> it. Keep <laughs> yeah. talking.
0: Right, and uh, and of course you can't do it. Right? Oh, I
1: just thought of it. How long yeah. did I? How long it last? Did uh, do two and a half it? seconds. All right. Yeah. Pretty well good done. above average. That's
0: a, <laughs> <laughs> But again, the idea behind it is if if I'm trying to get rid of a problem in my life, I can't focus my whole life on that problem. Right. So our goal in dealing with any kind of addiction or any kind of pornography or alcohol or any other kind of addiction is not to focus our whole life around that addiction, but to say, here's what we need to do. We need to exchange this desire for mm-hmm. another desire. Yeah. In fact, it's not until most people come to the end of themselves in addiction that they're able to make a change. Yeah. In other words, you know, alcoholics can drink and drink and drink and they can lose all kinds of things. They mm-hmm. can lose their families, they can lose all, but there's this one thing that they lose and then all of a sudden, bam, they're a different person because they're like, this is too much. I've lost too much. Right. And so the same thing is true for sexual sin, whether you actually have um, something like a sexual addiction or you're watching pornography or uh, something like that. um, Our goal is not to focus on that. It's to focus on something else, to exchange one desire for another. Which
1: is exactly why I was saying the second thing I always tell people is holiness. That's the other side of this is that you have to want God more That's and right. you have to like because I'm going to desire God created us with strong desires you're going to desire and so we have to replace that desire and so whether it is uh, we, as we talk about sexual sin, whether it is lust, whether it's pornography whether whether it's just you like how you feel. Uh, being with somebody, like you hook up with people or whatever, because it's better to be with somebody than to be alone. Then whatever it is, you have to go, I need, I need to want more of God than I want this thing. And sometimes, by the way, like that's where it starts, right guys, is, is not, you have the desire, but it's, you have the desire to have the desire. How many times have people come to us and said, I don't have that. I want that. Yeah. And I'm like, what a beautiful place yeah. to be.
0: I want to want that. This is the start. That's like, right.
1: this is the start. Um, and God's going to do something in you. And, and that's, that's the other side of it is just an
0: absolute,
1: like, running after God as, as we deal with these difficulties.
0: Yeah. You know? I, think that's, I think that is the point, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think we have to take our affections and move them from something that has become deformed inside of us, mm-hmm. you know, because pornography, again, is transactional by nature pornography is me just using another person for my own delight Mm -hmm. without connection, without any kind of intimacy, which really just strips the sexual experience from all of its meaning. Absolutely. And so like our, our job is basically to turn that back around and say, if my problem here is really connection, which it really is, I mean, mm-hmm. when we're talking about when we're talking about pornography or sexual mm-hmm. addiction, the problem is my desire is connection. My desire yep. is relationship at the root of it, and that's a good God-given thing. That's right. If that's what it is, then we have to run to God with that. Right? We have to focus on my relationship with Him. So it might seem counterintuitive. I'm going to not pay attention to my sexual addiction. I'm going to not pay attention to my pornography watching. I'm going to pray. I'm going to study. I'm going to, I'm going to mm. try to embrace Jesus. We had this uh, men's group on Tuesday mornings, and, and I said to the men's group one day, I said, listen, you, I can fix your pornography problem in five seconds. Uh, every, time you want to do, every time you want to watch pornography, all you have to do is just click on a worship song. You, know, you cannot do both at the same time. It's going to be completely mutually exclusive, <laughs> right? And all the guys were like, oh, "I dang. see your point." It's just the it's just the <laughs> the, the weirdest way to like,
1: make it. It's, yeah, like, it's
0: fantastic. It's Are a, you kidding me? Is it? You no, know, it's fantastic. So so, they, but all the guys were like, "You're right." Like we, right. there's no way you can do the two things simultaneously. So what we're doing again is we're refocusing our affections on something that will actually give us what we desire, which is true connection.
2: It's Ephesians four. I mean, it's putting off. Yes. You know, sin and putting yep. on righteousness or good thoughts or Philippians 4. Mm. Uh, so I met with a guy, he came to me and he was struggling with uh, sexual sin. Mm-hmm. And um, he just said, man, I, I just feel so much shame over it and so much issues over it. And I don't know how to get through it. He even said to me, you know, the, the kind of sin that I'm involved in right now, it feels like it's worse than any addiction out there. Mm. And and so he just felt so much shame, like he couldn't talk about it, he couldn't get out of it. And I just sat down with him, and this is exactly what uh, Mike is, is talking about. Um, I just said, hey, man, why don't we just sit down and talk about Jesus? Mm. Why don't we talk about your relationship with Jesus? Why don't we talk about what he's done and who he is, and let's center our lives around him? Mm. And after doing that for three to four months and him reading books and learning about God and praying and seeking accountability, he came out and he said, man, I feel like I can talk about it. That's I feel fantastic. like I can come out and just say, man, I've got this thing going on in my life and I need help and, and Jesus is enough and I'm loved and, and this is a part of my story, but it's not the end of my story. And you know, so, you know why on. is because you just described it. He spent time in the truth. That's right. Because the
1: first thing he said to you was a lie. Yep. He said, I feel like it's the worst addiction yeah. out there. No one knows yeah. what I'm going through. You know what I mean? Like, I can't talk about it. It's a lie. And yep. that's what, like, that's what, when we feel our, our greatest shame, whether it's sexual sin or anything else... That's the lie we all believe. No one will accept me. I'm alone. No one will understand me. Yeah. I'm alone. And That's it's right. a lie. And so when we spend time with God, we start hearing the truth. No, right. you're not. And and again, like like to the listeners out there, like if you're hearing that lie, it's a lie. It yeah. is. If right yeah. now you're going, no one's
0: been where I am. No one will accept me. For no one will understand me if no they no know one the real will me. Understand yep. me.
1: Yep. It's a lie. Yeah. It's an absolute lie.
0: We, king David. Uh, David was a king of Israel in the Old Testament, and uh, one of the things that that David said is he says, "While I kept silent, my bones wasted away." Mm-hmm. I thought it was just a what
1: a, a great picture, amazing yeah. picture, yeah.
0: of of this whole thing that we're describing right now. Like silence and isolation is what empowers addiction. It's yeah. a killer. You, yeah. I mean, if you've been addicted to drugs or alcohol, you know that you have hidden that from people forever and ever and ever. Same thing with pornography. If you hide it from others, it will manifest and get more powerful and more powerful and more powerful. And I think this is what the Bible means when it says the truth will set you free. Like if I'm committed yeah. to that truth and I make yep. that truth visible to everyone else, then it it, it completely just disempowers the addiction. Amen. So your desires are not nearly as strong. Amen. These are not yep. overwhelming desires. These are weak desires That's made right. made clear with the truth, confession. Everything right. begins to change. We're not saying it's going to be perfectly easy no, no. from that point on. We're not saying that like you're not going to mess up. Right. But you have begun the process of totally disempowering this thing. That's right. Right? That's right. All right. Well, this has been a great time together. We hope that this has been helpful for you just to take one more step in thinking about sexual sin. We are praying for you. We love yeah. you guys. We realize yeah. this is a real and serious issue, and uh, we're here for you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope to see you this weekend at a Grace campus near you. Get all the details and more resources at discovergrace.com.